Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. But just that middle voter who feels homeless, that isn't connecting with with the two candidates or the uninformed voter, right? So despite the fact that we can tick through all of Joe Biden's accomplishments, you've got massive swaths of people across this country, especially economic accomplishments, and somehow they don't know about them. Yeah, I mean, Bidenomics is an, objectively is very successful. But when you tell people that Biden has created a good economy, they're like, no way. And, and that's, Why? Why do you, where does that no way come that's from? That's what everybody's trying to figure out. The negative sentiment is improving. People are feeling better about their economic circumstances. But I think it goes back to a structural affordability issue, you know, lack of investment in housing, um, people feeling they don't have job opportunities, uh, stagnant real wages for a very long time that have not outpaced inflation. And so people are dealing with all groceries are damn expensive food is now a higher percentage of income right like everything is a very expensive inflation has been a pressure cooker for the past several years and so we're asking people to vote for you know this idea that the sameness will continue or we'll go back in time to 2016 and that's just not appealing i think people want a big change but when you get on social media the loudest people have the megaphone and uh, they're going to yell crazy things and you can't escape that void It is not crazy to note that the economy is not good. It's only rational. You want to say, as some child is saying on MSNBC, that Bidenomics Bidenomics is a success? Usually people want successful things. Nobody wants Bidenomics. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. 833-468-8669-833. Got Tony, what's going on? Good to be with you. Feel free, call in. I do not mind. People do not want a border that fails them. This is the story of Lake and Riley. Killed in Georgia by an illegal immigrant. Now, there's a way to say this. It can be said, as we discuss it as rational people, A failed border that allows bad actors in and bad things happen. Or we could say it the way the progressive left says it. Joe Biden and Homeland Security Alejandro Mayorkas, Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas, and Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez have blood on their hands. They're murderers. They're killers. They killed this student, this nursing student. They did it. Throw them in jail, throw away the key, and then burn down the prison. That's the way the left talks, right? I've got this totally understood, right? I mean, I'm uh, that is not even a, a conversation about hyperbole. I got this covered, Boo Bear. Depends on how you want to talk about these things. Lake and Riley was a nursing student at the University of Georgia. Well, I should say was a nursing student, and her body was found near a lake on the University of Georgia campus. The guy who did it from Venezuela in the country illegally, as is reported, entered the U.S. via El Paso last month, released from a detention center because of overcrowding. Huh. Wonder how that happens. And tell me more about how this Senate plan of 5,000 people a day would have somehow reduced the overcrowding.
because I'm not buying into that for a, for a second. Released, gets to Georgia. So, by the way, was his brother in the country who's been charged with a fake having a fake green card, and he used that to get a job at the University of Georgia. He killed this girl. What'd she do wrong? She went for a jog. By the way, she didn't do anything wrong. Not a single thing. What's being done wrong is the press. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution putting out on X, which was Twitter, breaking a 26-year-old Athens man has been charged with murder in the death of a nursing student on the University of Georgia campus. A 26-year-old Athens man? No, he wasn't a 26-year-old Athens man. He was here illegally, and he murdered a girl. And if he hadn't been allowed into the country, at least she would have a chance at being alive. The Associated Press takes a different tact. The killing of a nursing student out for a run highlights the fears of solo female athletes. So now the issue is you can't go for a run in the United States or or is the issue that she went for a run alone because, you know, blame the victim. Can't blame the illegal immigrant. Can't blame Joe Biden and Alejandro Mayorkas and Ocasio-Cortez. No, no, no. You have to blame her, Lake and Riley, because her skirt was too damn short. We live in this world fully aware of the madness. Fully aware that the Associated Press, fully aware that the Atlanta Journal-Constitution are willing to outright lie. They're willing to deflect. They're willing to evade. Desperate to defend Joe Biden and Alejandro Mayorkas and Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. To defend them and their barbarism. Rather than state we have a broken system that is getting Americans killed. And this is a valueless system. It's valueless. Who could be in favor of such a thing? Do you think it took the killing of this girl to get Joe Biden to figure out, hey, maybe I should visit the border? Is that what it took? It took dead women on college campuses in order for Joe Biden to say, hey, maybe the border matters. Now, this is not a subject for you. Oh, I think the story matters. I think you should know about the story, but you understand that I'm not talking to you in this, right? You and I, we understand each other. And the person in the car next to you and the person in the cubicle next to you, look around. You guys understand each other. You guys know that this is a problem. No, 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 this isn't about you. This is a conversation for liberal white women. The worst people in our society today who absolutely allow day in and day out this kind of monstrous activity to happen because they don't stand up with us to say, stop. You're opposed to illegal immigration. Well, you see, that's because you're a xenophobe. I'm sorry, what did you call me? A xenophobe. Do you even know what a xenophobe is? Well, it means you're a, a, a phobe, is, is, is afraid and... You're 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 afraid of zines. Let me give you an example of the madness that liberal white women buy into. Now, this is a, a bigger clip than I would normally share, and I, I may interrupt it. 
This is Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, who I have said before, and I want to say again on the record, hates brown children. When Donald Trump was president, there she was, dressed in white, at the southern border, crying at a fence. By the way, you could have walked around that fence if you had just taken three steps to the left. It's a time warp. It's a jump to the left and then a step to the right. That's all it took. Boom, you're around the fence. It was all a photo op, staged nonsense. She's crying. There were no children or adults or people kept there. The same cages that she railed about when Trump was president are the same cages Joe Biden uses today. And now Joe Biden is discussing aggressively the utilization of executive orders to slow down or stop asylum seekers, to which Representative Ocasio-Cortez, who hates brown children, is vehemently opposed. So when children get trafficked across the border, when children get used as shields by those trying to cross the border illegally, when children get raped on their way to the border, and Ocasio-Cortez is nowhere to be found, all she wants to say is, well, the problem is you're a xenophobe. That is a grown woman and a member of Congress who hates brown children. Quote me. And liberal white women, that's what you support. You support her. You support this. The idea that Republicans, in order to win an election, say we need to hermetically seal the border when they know that that would be, that is economic self-sabotage to the U.S. economy. And they are saying, let's, let's do it anyway. And to compensate for the negative effects, we're going to allow and throw people's kids into factories. That is what they are doing in rolling back child labor laws while being as xenophobic and anti-immigrant as as they are. You get it now? You get it? She wants you to believe that Republicans are anti-children. She doesn't care that children are getting raped at the border, being brought up to the border, because she's not there to take pictures and show me fake tears. At least she showed up for the pictures and the fake tears. Now she doesn't even show up. I said it. I meant it. Quote me. You spell my last name K-A-T-Z. Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez of New York doesn't give a good only you-know-what damn about brown children. She doesn't care. And then to try and make a point, she'll tell you that it's Republicans who are anti-children. And while ginning up this this false narrative about this being a crisis, and by the way, by then also preventing and blocking any legislation that would provide not just a path to citizenship, but a path to work papers, a path to allowing people who want to work to be paired with American businesses who need people to work. No one should rationally think that there's a good idea about stopping people who want to work in the United States. But there is equally no one who should think it's a good idea to make the claim that this is subject number one. It is subject number three. But first you have to secure the border. First you have to make sure you know who's coming into the country. First you have to make sure 
that the murderers, to the best of your ability, are kept out. And you don't do that, Representative Ocasio-Cortez. You scream, we need the workers. I've never argued that we don't need the workers. Absolutely, we do. I think it's ridiculous to take a look at the border and think otherwise. But not at the expense of our lives. You didn't get a worker when you allowed this guy into the country. You got a murderer. And oh, we will find soon enough that this guy's got his own story and his own issues and a history. Well, I, I will not be surprised when that news comes to light. But listen to Ocasio-Cortez. She doesn't care about this woman. Now, they're not specifically talking about this woman, but all of the bad things that are happening, these Venezuelan gangs in New York, the violence that's taking place uh, by uh, illegal immigrants all across the country. Pays no attention to it. Remember, she's a congresswoman from New York. She doesn't care. She was doing a town hall the other day, and her own constituents started yelling at her, one who's running against her. The other one, you only care about illegal immigrants. You don't care about us. And you say, well, why is that about her? Because as a progressive, ideologically, her objective and her interests are about how you create a worse America because she sees the American system as is, as wrong, and as evil. Having a border and a protected border is not xenophobic. It is rational. She makes the claim that the United States is racist and bigoted and horrible, yet there are all these people from all these different walks of life who are desperate to get here. It ain't that bad. And we should have a border that works. We should have a system that works. We should have a system that works on safety. And right now the border is not safe. And that's Joe Biden's fault, and that's Alejandro Mayorkas' fault, and that is the fault of Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Work, and I mean, there is not only no moral calculation, there is no economic calculation, there is no logical calculation, there is only a political calculation. And that political calculation is we are going to keep whining about it. Mm -hmm. We are going to keep pretending this is a crisis while contributing to actual problems. And then we're going to block the solution so that we can campaign on it over and over and over. And we can. The House passed HB2 10 months ago. Why hasn't Chuck Schumer taken it up? That's about uh, border security. They passed it. Chuck Schumer didn't take it up. Now the Senate pushes for something that wasn't good legislation. The Senate didn't even vote on it. But the House did vote on something. So demand that it's taken up. But again, you talk about Republicans campaigning on it. That's exactly what you're doing. And we're the ones who are disgusted because we want something done about it. Because we don't think nursing students should be killed. So allow me to use the language of the left. Representative Ocasio-Cortez, you and President Biden and Secretary Mayorkas have blood on your hands. You killed a woman because you won't take care of the border. Turns out you don't care about brown children and you don't care about white women. Your move. I'm Tony Katz.
We've been debating whether it's a cold, whether it's COVID, or whether it's allergies. That's the that's the new game uh, we play here. Tony Katz. <laughs> Tony Katz today. 833-GOT-TONY. 833-468-8669. Is it cold, COVID, or allergies? We give you our symptoms. You tell us, is it cold, COVID, or allergies? 833-GOT-TONY is how you play the game or on X at Tony Katz. So for me, uh, producer Jason, producer Jason is is with us and he has been dealing with, you've been dealing with the crud for two months, right? It's been two full months of dealing with cold-like symptoms, correct? Since well before Christmas, about a week before Christmas. So it's been a cough? Uh, well, I had I had COVID. I went to the doctor after about you five, actually six had I, yeah. They said I had COVID. Didn't give us anything for it at all. Happened all throughout the entire household. But I feel like I've not gotten over it yet. I don't have COVID, but I don't know if it's like we discussed. If it's the weather, if it's just because it's so so warm so out. so. Give me your symptoms. Like so, these are this is diagnosed COVID. Give me symptoms. I can't get rid of the, uh, what do you call it, up between the bridge of your nose. The sinus or, pressure. Yeah, that, that sort of thing. And what concerns me is the uh, the chest has been sore. Not not constantly sore, but it'll be fine for a week, and then I'll be sore for a few days. And it just it's just just like you. You've been ebb, ebb and flow. So, but, but we know for you what it is. For me, I didn't get tested because I've never been good at taking tests. Uh, and, and so <laughs> I, have, I have been on and off sick since December, which has never happened to me in my life. In my life. But I noticed that living in central Indiana, all of a sudden, after almost 10 years of living here, allergies are punching me in the face on a regular basis. So I had, uh, it may have been COVID, it may have been not, the crud and everything else and the cough. And you guys have heard that the cough has been with me now for, for a couple months. And then I was feeling better than the family got sick again. And then it was the nose, and then it was the throat, and then it was the voice, and the cough was still there. Well, now it's all in the sinuses. Everything else feels great, and you'll notice no cough at all. None. Like, this is, I think this is near the strongest my voice has been. I have been in, in like, three months. But the sinuses, it's there. So the question before us... Cold, COVID, or allergies? I don't know. Is it allergies, COVID, or cold? Uh, Allergies, COVID, or cold? Uh, No, cold, COVID, or allergies. Whatever you want to call the game. Which one is it? What do we have? What do we... By the way, neither one of us is wearing a mask. Neither one of us has washed our hands in three days. By the way, I don't know what happened to people. They're like, oh, COVID's over. I guess I don't have to wash my hands anymore. I guess I don't need antibacterial anymore. I guess I could be totally disgusting. People are gross. They're so gross. Wash your hands, dang it. By the way, am I the only person who misses the fist bump? So I don't have to shake hands? (laughs) I'm surprised shaking hands ever came back at all. I know. So did fountain sodas. So did movies. People are like, oh, COVID's over? Forget everything that ever happened. You tell us, what do we have? Cold COVID or allergies? 
Let us know. This is Tony Katz today. A ceasefire in the offing. Benjamin Netanyahu being asked the question saying everything is still possible. Well, I'm not sure of the exact duration, but I can tell you that we're all working on it. Uh, we want it. I want it because we want to liberate uh, the remaining hostages. We've already brought half of them back. And uh, I appreciate the effort, the combined effort of Israel, the United States, uh, to bring back the remaining hostages. I can't tell you if we'll have it, but uh, if Hamas goes down from its delusional claims and goes down, can bring them down to earth, then we'll have the progress that we all want. What specifically uh, is holding up the deal at this point? It reportedly, this would have 30 to 40 hostages, women, elderly, wounded, released in exchange for a few hundred Palestinian prisoners being released. Hamas started out with just crazy demands. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's uh, it's too soon to say if they're uh, if they've abandoned them, but if they, they do abandon them and get into what you call the uh, the ballpark, they're not even in, in the city. Uh, they're in another planet. But if they come down to uh, a reasonable uh, uh, situation, then yes, we'll have a hostage. I hope so. That's Benjamin Netanyahu speaking there on uh, Face to Nation on CBS, talking about the possibility of a, a hostage exchange and a ceasefire. And some reports have said that for every hostage would be a day of ceasefire. If there were 40 hostages, it would be 40 days of of ceasefire. We're talking about hostages held by Hamas. Of course, Israel is going to give up many, many more people. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. Uh, I oppose these things. I believe in the full destruction of Hamas. It doesn't mean that these things won't bring about the full destruction of Hamas. Certainly, one can argue that their objective, the Israelis' objective, is to get their people back. And there are people who are right now in the um, custody of Hamas who are sick, who are ill, in need of medicine, in need of, of medical care. They want those people back. These people have been abused. It's been well over 100 days since October 7th when Hamas, a terrorist organization supported by Iran, a terrorist organization, murdered 1,200-plus Israelis setting children on fire, raping women. Hamas wants to give you some insane number of 28,000, 29,000 uh, people in Gaza who have been killed. They ne- Their number only goes up. They never revise their number. And disgustingly, there are members of Congress who buy into these numbers. Of course, there's the Jew haters like Rashida Tlaib and Ilhan Omar and, and Ocasio-Cortez. But then you've got the Jew haters like Senator Chris Van Hollen out of Maryland and others. They take these numbers as gospel. No one ever noticed that they never have a revised number. Their numbers are always perfect. Israel said 1,500, and then it got revised down to 12, 1,300 because they were able to make sure, okay, we double-counted here, we double-checked here, we did this. They revised down the number. Oh, it just proves that Israel's lying. 
No, it proves that Israel's honest and everybody associated with Hamas is a Jew-hating you-know-what. They are what they are. But remember, it starts with the Jews. It ends with you. It ends with your kids. Western culture, Western civilization, the American way of life, Christians, they know they're next, at least the ones who are honest. Because these people, these Hamas terrorists supported by Iran, those terrorists believe in the destruction of the United States so they can move about their uh, otherworldly goals, which is, of course, a worldwide caliphate. And that cannot happen with the United States in the mix, which, of course, brings us back to the southern border and how important the southern border is. The southern border is the biggest story in America. I say this as a guy, as you know, leaves for Israel on Wednesday to report back on what's going on and what it is they're experiencing and how they view the situation in Gaza, how they view their own government, how they view our government, how they view the world's response, what it is they want to see. Stories not told what it is they're dealing with. The tens of thousands of Israeli refugees who have been bombed out of their homes. The bombing attacks that still take place by Hezbollah, supported by Iran, to the north. Does a... Is a uh, ceasefire in, in the offing? Maybe. Am I going to tell Netanyahu not to do it? Well, if I get the interview, I'm going to ask him... Uh, uh, about its its value. Is this what the Israeli people want? I'm going to ask and, and try and get the answer as as succinctly as, as I possibly can. But do I believe in allowing Hamas to continue? Of course not. Anybody who believes in allowing Hamas to continue favors terrorism and favors people being killed and favors Hamas doing the killing. That's what they favor. That's who they are. And that is Ilhan Omar, and that is Rashida Tlaib, said it, meant it, as I often say, quote me. But this story took an interesting turn when you heard of a U.S. service member, member of the Air Force, setting himself on fire in front of the Israeli embassy. Put out a statement I will no longer be complicit in genocide in Gaza. I'm about to engage in an extreme act of protest and set himself on fire. And while he's on fire, he is screaming out, free Palestine. He died from his injuries. As he put out on social media, many of us like to ask ourselves, what would I do if I was alive during slavery or the Jim Crow South or apartheid? What would I do if my country was committing genocide? The answer is you're doing it right now. The airmen, as is now reported, followed a couple of anarchist groups and liked an account belonging to the Kent State University chapter of Students for Justice in Palestine which is a pro-Hamas group like Jewish Voice for Peace. That has nothing to do with being Jewish. The airman is not an example of our service members by any stretch. I have heard people refer to this airman as a traitor. I don't know whether or not that is accurate. But certainly, the airman is wrong 
and the airman was unbelievably wrong, and the airman was disgusting and despicably wrong, and my resolve to wanting Hamas destroyed has not moved an inch. Because one willing to set themselves on fire to put, proclaim the false claim that America is involved in genocide is a guy who is mentally ill and wrong. I don't care if his mother's upset with me. I don't care if his friends say, how dare you? He was mentally ill and he was wrong. And he did not die for a cause. He died screaming for the genocide of Jews. That's blanked up. And I'm not going to sit here and pretend it didn't happen and somehow try and put a little kind of nice nice uh, bow on this. There's no bow to put on this. There is no genocide being caused by the United States because the numbers that people want to share are numbers put forth by Hamas, a terrorist organization that lies when they don't rape. They raped women and videotaped it for the world to see. They burned children alive. That's Hamas. Now I'm going to listen to their numbers. The airman was just wrong. People are going to spread this around. This is standing up. Doesn't change anything. If I was president of the United States, a radio host, name it, it wouldn't move me one iota. It would cause me to take a look at all the social media that our, that our uh, military is connected to and maybe some guy's got to go. Because if you're, if you're connected to anarchist groups, you're really not ready to be a member of the U.S. military. We really do have a, an issue in that in recruiting. We do have an issue with with where these guys are. We've we've seen uh, uh, service members who who are outright communists. No place for you in the military. We've also seen the military be utilized as this tool for uh, being a social good, as opposed to doing what it does, killing people and breaking things. I'm not interested in the military being used as a tool for social good. Look how we treat the transgender. I don't want to hear anything about it. Do transgender people affect military readiness? Yes or no? If the answer is no, leave me alone. But I'm not paying for your surgery. Don't give a damn about your surgery. I care about killing people and breaking things. I care about the military doing its job. And I don't care about military people having some level of passion that they feel they have to share with me. When you are a private citizen, you do what you will. I don't get to tell you nothing. When you're a private citizen, you have as many speeches, you have as many protests, you set yourself on fire all you choose. But I don't want to hear from people wearing the uniform telling me their opinion when their job is to do the service. Now you say to me, Tony, are you telling them to shut up and dribble? Yeah. Now, that's seen as, as, as a very offensive thing to, to, to say. I think it is an absolute offense to the people wearing the uniform to see this guy put on his uniform and say, I'm a member of anarchist groups. 
I support pro-Hamas groups. Now I'm going to use my uniform as a way of pushing my ideology. I think that's offensive. Now, whether or not military members are offended, well, I, I would imagine that most military members don't play uh, uh, in, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a level of offense. Right? That's not how they, that's not how they act. That's not how they, that's not how they work. But I find what happened here to be certainly horrifying. And I find it to be offensive to those who wear the uniform. Putting them in a terrible position to have to engage politically when nobody should want them engaging politically at all. And now I'm going to watch people like the, these, these radical pro-Hamas groups utilize this as a see, see how people are standing up sacrificing themselves so we could stand up for Gaza. You're not standing up for Gaza. You want Hamas to be victorious because you're animals. <gasps> you can't call people animals, Tony. See, that? That was, my, that was my Joe Biden whisper there. Not so bad. What do you want me to say? They favor genocide. They favor death and destruction. And they'll see a mentally ill guy and utilize a video to try and move forward their ideology. What do you want me to call them? Friends, pals, buddies, chums? Nah. It's an awful story. To be that, to have that much darkness in, in, in one's soul, to have, to have that kind of hatred in, in, in your mind to think that this is the, this is the way I'm going to change the world this way by siding with terrorists. That's ugly stuff. It is. But I think it would be uglier stuff to allow a terrorist organization, a murderous organization that will never stop until the worldwide caliphate is complete and it will never stop even afterwards, supported by terrorists in Iran. I think it would be even worse to let those people be victorious. We have choices that we have to make. And I choose free and thinking people over terrorists. And I choose no genocide over genocide. And I choose not to trust terrorist organizations or their numbers. And I choose not to listen to mentally disturbed members of the military who set themselves ablaze as if somehow they're going to make the world better. This wasn't a guy standing up for beliefs. This was a mentally ill man hurting himself in the delusion that somehow he can make things better. Everything will be better when Hamas stops. I'm Tony Katz. Was it Ron White who said you can't fix stupid? Or was that Bill Ing- Ingvall? Which, which, I, I, you, you tell me. You tell me, and, and here's why I bring it up. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. I take you to Ireland. There's this woman 
who sued her insurance company. She had a car accident. She says that the neck pain and the back pain were debilitating. They prevented her from holding down a job for, for, for five years. It was Ron White. Thank you there, producer Jason. She couldn't hold down a job for five years. And as, the res- at, at, uh, as a result, she was able to get a future lost income of more than $500,000. The settlement got her over 800000 bucks. And then she competed in a Christmas tree throwing event. That's an, that's an event. That's a thing that people do. She was left with disabling pain. And there she is throwing a tree. There was also a video of her playing uh, in a dog park for more than an hour. And then uh, they were like, um, nope. Uh, her claims are... Uh, Nonsense and uh, goodbye. And now uh, she gets nothing and might have to pay things back. Vinny the Chin Gigante at least remembered that if he was going to tell people he was too crazy to stand trial as a mafioso in New York, every now and again he should walk around the streets in a bathrobe, which he did, by the way. Was he crazy? Was he not crazy when he died? I don't know. We didn't talk too much. What I know is... If you're going to engage the con, you actually have to play it out. That's the negative of a con. They should sue this woman as well. Also, tree throwing competitions? How come we don't have that in the U.S.? We should fix that immediately. This is Tony Katz today. Today.